when we started using social media, it was this other component that in some extreme cases, as I said earlier, you could have a low GPA, a low test score, amazing social media, and you're in business. You're listening to College Talk with Game Theory College Planners. Join us for part two with our conversation with Alan Katzman from Social Assurity. Here, we talk about the implications of social media in the test score optional environment, and we share a few other stories. So here we go. You know, it seems that the schools were, made this decision for all the right reasons. Right? Yes. It was in the middle of a pandemic, or whether or not we still are in the middle of a pandemic, that's, that's not the question here. But we don't want these kids to have to go out, all right, in public, where there may or may not be social distancing, take this mm-hmm. test. It's just yes. not that important. And, and for the record, and we were talking about this earlier, for the record, these tests were never determinative of who got in and who didn't. Never, right? And, and at any level. But, you know, there, there was, there's a lot of pressure on students to do well, and a lot of money is spent every year, right, on prepping students to take these tests. All this was put together, and the school said, you know what, this, at least for this cycle coming up, we're test optional. And actually, Dartmouth came out and was very clear, and this is, you know, we're not, we did not make this decision. There's not a wink of an eye here. We're test optional, but, right, we want the test. No, it is pure. You know, it, it, it seems to me that guidance here is just horrible. It's almost more confusing now, right? And, and I really feel for the families that, that have students who are, you know, part of the class of 2021 it, it, at high school. It, it, who, who knows what the right thing to do would be? Let me put the, just the enrollment manager lens on this. Ah, my favorite subject. We know that test score is not a reliable predictor of success right but from an enrollment management standpoint we know that the public at large thinks that it does and the test score is we as an enrollment manager i'm going to harvest as many students that have the higher scores because it's going to increase my rankings wait danny can i interrupt you for a second sure just for everybody listening all right you, you say as an enrollment manager i just want to just very simply say what an enrollment manager wants to do okay is identify a student who will most likely enroll if accepted in order so they can accept a lower number of students, right? Because they're using data to increase their yield. And if they can increase their yield, they can accept less students to fill the class, right? That's enrollment. Their their goal is to fill the class and to get as much tuition revenue as possible. They don't want to discount. They want to discount minimally to fill their class. Also offer acceptance to the lowest number of students that they feel can fill that class and to shape that class and shape the class right That's because right. you can't yeah. if you're filling a thousand seats you can't be filling it with 1000 business majors we want to accept less students so that we have a lower acceptance rate because that makes me look more favorable as a college well right. on the u.s news and world report That's ranking right. right do you want to know the other way to shrink your acceptance rate that's not as hard you go test score optional that's more applicants that you could turn away. Right. So that before right. COVID-19 happened, uh, and I, I wish I could quote this article, uh, but some of the skeptics in the higher ed space that understood enrollment management saw that a lot of enrollment managers were going test score optional just so that they can get more students to apply. 
because it's easier. Yeah, it's easier just to turn them away and shrink your acceptance rate that way instead of picking fewer students. Well, there was also another way, right? Um, and a lot of schools did that is on the Common App just waiving any kind of supplemental essays. That's correct. Uh, That's they correct. did that too, and they saw a huge, uh, a significant increase in the number of applicants because rather than um, having to write three additional specific essays to apply yes. to your school, all they had to do is check the box and pay the $70 fee or whatever it is these days, yes. right? So those were the two, definitely the two techniques, and most schools use that. But this is, this is where I think the answer is because I do believe there are genuinely colleges that are out there that are using test optional policies so that they can consider more students uh, for the right reasons. And the way I practice test optional as, as, as a college planner that's well-versed in enrollment management is if we don't have a test score, we at least find a school where the test score distribution closely correlates with the student's GPA. And it's, it's probably just as much, much art as it is science, but we wanna make sure that the student's composition and transcript and GPA correlates, but we, we sort of push it on the low end. So I might have a student with a 3.8 GPA, lots of APs. Students like that typically score maybe a 1200 on the low end, 1400 on the high end. So what I do is I take that low end number of a 1200 and I pretend they have a 1200 and I match them to schools where they would be top 25th percentile. And, and by going that route, by being really conservative on the score projection, we've had a lot of success matching schools with merit aid with those students, but, it's, but it can't be done without the social media component. I was just gonna say that, yeah. That's, that's where I really started to see social media really take off, was with our test optional students. Because the joke I'd always tell students is, hey, if you've got a low test score, but a high GPA, I can work with you. If you've got a high test score and a low GPA, I can work with you. If you have a low test score and a low GPA, I'm not Harry Potter, I just can't wave a magic wand. And, and that was a joke I'd always tell. But when we started using social media, it was this other component that in some extreme cases, as I said earlier, you could have a low GPA, a low test score, amazing social media, and you're in business, okay? But well, let's be clear though. Yeah, amazing social media has to be has to show an element of who you are as a person, right? Yes. Outside the classroom. Let, let's be let's be crystal clear. It is not a magic yes. elixir. So if you're a, a talented musician or artist and you have these, this, this digital portfolio of your work, well, if you're going to go to art school, that portfolio is going to resonate with an admissions reviewer more than an SAT score or a GPA. If, if you can show that you were really engaged with a cause, right? One of your clients was just you know, uh, all about conservation and environment. And, and it was an incredible story of, of effort and dedication and persistence. It was remarkable, the story that was out there that, that this, student, this student was able to tell apart from grades and test scores. Um, and that's where social media shines. The resistance yet to it still, it, it makes me scratch my head because it gives a student an ability to tell a college who they are yes. apart from an SAT score apart from GPA. Honestly, 
if you're into engineering, right, and you're a ta- you have a talented science and math mind, who really cares that you got a C in American history? It's not relevant. And, and yet things have changed since, since this pandemic, but we, we would laugh, right, that people thought they had to, like, um, take every AP course offered, right, that they had to uh, be in, in dozens of, of, of activities uh, to, to, to be noticed by a school, but that was never, ever, ever the case. Schools would like to see you take, a, if you're into engineering, then you take your AP courses in science and math. You didn't have to take it in English and social studies. Use that time to maybe join a robot competition, a robotic competition somewhere. Mm-hmm. This is where social media shines. It, it, it can shine a light onto that element of what you are bringing, who you are as a person. And, and, and that story has always been powerful. And, and, and I really appreciate the work you're doing, Danny, with Karen at Game Theory. Yeah. And that is we're seeing not only is that going to help, right, with the admissions decision, but apart from whether or not you need standardized test scores to get merit aid, it helps with the merit aid. Yes, it does. Um, because schools historically never wanted to give money to students who would embarrass them. So they are looking at character. They've always looked or tried to ascertain character. Unfortunately, the Common App doesn't really let you present your character. But social media does, you know, and, and so what we're actually doing here, um, and we're a little off topic, I know, but you've opened it up when you said about social media, yeah. is that social media actually is a, pla- is, a, is a platform on which students can convey information that colleges are actually looking for about them, but you can't fit it in into, a, into the Common App. So, you know, you, you and I both know that, that the schools are looking the, the difference that we're seeing for the past at least two years since we've been tracking it has been incredible. Incredible. I want to bring up a recent article in the Wall Street Journal. I think uh, Jeff Slingo published yep. a book. And it's he's great. talking about the, the inside, inside elite college selections. And I was reading this article, and he, re- he talks about shaping. He talks about enrollment management. And he does highlight the problems of how the reality behind admissions, how it doesn't really match up to the perception of admissions. But the theme I saw coming over again and again was when they were, when the colleges were explaining why they rejected certain students. And I'll read this uh, quote here. Uh, Observing that he wanted to major in pre-med, they gave the student a score of two out of five in terms of their, his extracurricular score, because we do not see activities to support that interest. And you're certainly not going to see activities on the Common App, right? You're not going to see it on the test score. I'm guessing they, they went and did a Google search, and they just didn't see anything. And that's the core, that's the common thread of a lot of students being described as lackluster or they just didn't make the cut was they just did not see the activity.